Hi, and thanks for joining us. My name is Matt Bushby, Head of Infrastructure Business Development for Cleveridge Investments. Today with me is Portfolio Manager Shane Hurst, Portfolio Manager on all of the Cleveridge infrastructure strategies. Hi, Shane. Hi, Matt. Thanks for joining us. There's been a lot of movement so far this year in bond markets, in in equity markets. Really, what are the implications of the current central bank support and and government stimulus on inflation? Yeah, that's a really good question. Obviously, there's been a lot of very helpful support by central banks around the world as they've reduced interest rates, started quantitative easing, uh, obviously massive fiscal support in the US, which has been probably much, much greater than people had had expected. We're likely to see a $1.9 trillion package pass in the next few weeks. In conjunction to that, we're obviously going through a recovery which will likely gain some substantial steam by the end of the year. So, you know, our view is there will be some type of cyclical inflation from that. You have to remember inflation isn't always bad and, you know, inflation can be good. And and especially when inflation is productive and is is contributing to economic growth and spending power, it is very productive. So we see probably some cyclical inflation of a very low base towards the end of the year. But long term, our expectation for inflation are still around that 2% mark. I just want to turn to infrastructure specifically and what the portfolios that you're managing. Do infrastructure and utility assets pass through inflation? And if they do, how does that work? There are really two different features or two different types of assets that we think about. So for utilities and regulated utilities in particular, if you're in countries like Australia, if you're in the UK or Brazil, there is a pass-through of inflation through an adjustment through your weighted average cost of capital or your rate base. If you're in the US or Canada, you need approval for that pass-through of inflation, but nonetheless, inflation is passed through for those utilities. If you look at transport infrastructure, um, which obviously includes your rail, your roads and your airports, inflation is passed through higher rates, through higher tolls, and sometimes through an adjustment to your weighted average cost of capital in the case of some concession assets. So in the end, when you look at our portfolio, when you look at our universes, they certainly do pass through inflation. That sounds very much like there's either a a direct or or indirect pass-through of inflation, but also it's very regional and even asset-specific. There's kind of this general catch-all view that inflation's bad for infrastructure and utilities. They'll sell off during those sorts of periods. Can you just sort of explain where that view comes from and, you know, what you see in terms of fundamental valuation versus market action? It's a question we get asked a lot. You know, we did a, a little bit of work looking at inflation over the last 30 years and how that relationship to um, global listed infrastructure price movement have really played out. And what we found through that is you tend to get a very insignificant relationship, i.e. the correlation sits between a negative 0.2 to a positive 0.3, a slightly lower correlation when it relates to utilities, but a slightly positive correlation when it relates to infrastructure. So, you know, really what that boils down to is over that period of 30 years, there's very little relationship between inflation and the movement of global listed infrastructure. So, Shane, if correlation and sort of fundamental valuation impact for infrastructure and utilities is, is fairly muted, why then do we typically see listed infrastructure indices lag global equity indices during these types of periods? I think there's a there's a few reasons. If you look at most globalist infrastructure indices, they are dominated by utility-type assets, and utility assets are defensive assets. So in periods of rising bond yields, what tends to happen is people reduce or at least underweight their exposure to those defensive-type assets so they can take 
more equity type upside, higher beta type upside during those periods. So it, it really makes sense that during those periods, your regulated utility assets and really your indices themselves underperform general equities. Interestingly, though, once the market has adjusted to those rising bond yields, what we've found is you get some very good outperformance, six 12 and 24 months after that period. So can we adjust our portfolios like that? Can we take, you know, higher beta exposure into the portfolios and, and, you know, out of the more defensive assets? Do we have that level of flexibility? Absolutely. And that's what we've been doing, Matt. If you look at our asset allocation for the value strategy, we've significantly increased our transport infrastructure up to 40%. For the income strategy, we've doubled our exposure there over the last five months. That really leverages that pickup in GDP. We've increased our exposure to midstream assets. And really importantly, and this is something that people miss, the utility exposure that we are taking uh, isn't your vanilla utility exposure, it's those utilities that will perform well in that rising bond yield type environment. And those are really the the utilities have specific idiosyncratic drivers, whether they be restructures, spin-offs, or whether they're they're leveraged to multi-decade thematics like decarbonisation. Shane, thanks. One final question from me. If bond yields are going up, you know, you think funding costs, debt costs are going up, does it have an impact on the dividends that we'd expect to receive out of infrastructure and utility assets? Absolutely not. I mean, these are long-term strategic businesses, often regulated or concession structured. uh, And so we would still expect very stable dividends coming out of the businesses, a high sustainable dividend yield and a very, very solid growth in that dividend yield. So just to sum up, inflation has very little fundamental impact on utilities and infrastructure businesses over the long term. History, however, says that listed infrastructure indices will likely underperform global equity markets as the market adjusts to higher yields. But then in the 6, 12 and 24 months after that period, you generally see some very significant outperformance from infrastructure versus traditional equities. And along the way, you know, Yields are fairly unaffected, so effectively investors get paid to wait for that recovery to come through. Is that a fair summary? Absolutely, Matt. Thanks again, Shane. And thanks, everybody, again for listening to our latest podcast. Shane's actually written an in-depth paper looking at the relationship of inflation to infrastructure, which will be out very soon. If you'd like a copy, please contact your local Clearbridge salesperson. Thanks very much.